0: to Gaywire on CJSR, your homegrown source for lesbian, gay, bisexual, trans, and queer news, culture, stories, and events from Edmonton and beyond. Hey there.
1: Hi! Oh, hi, JD. Sorry, I didn't know you were talking to me. I thought you were talking to the audience.
0: We're off to a good start yeah. in 2018. How's it going? You're uh, JD. I am. And I'm. you're going to be a regular person on here, aren't you? I uh, yeah. I guess we need some diversity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for bringing the uh, cis masculinity into the yeah. into the room. Yeah, no problem. It's really nice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how was your your Christmas? It was, good. it was good. Yeah. It was too short, but good. Right. Yeah. Did you do I, any? I've been working all week. I know. That's true. It feels really weird. Like no one else is back to work. Teachers. Teachers aren't. Off. I they know. Don't work. So
1: all the kids don't have to
0: go back. Yeah, it's true. I'm just kidding. Teachers work really hard. They have important jobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. i um, have my brother-in-law who's a teacher visiting me, so. <laughs> I know. So, so is my sister-in-law. So I'm like, what yeah. are you doing all week? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, we've got... uh, What do we have on the show today? I have two topics that I'm springing at you as a surprise. I don't Mm want to tell you about the third one because um, it has to be like a reaction in real time. Okay. Uh, So we're going to talk about... The first big one, because apparently we do things in a delayed way on GayWire, is that we're going to talk about all the top news stories of 2017. <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> 2017. <laughs> but I was going through like our old show topics just to like remind myself of what happened in 2017, and there are some like really cool as well as some really frustrating things, of course, that happen. So we'll go through that. Um, then, apparently, um, did you know that they are uh, including trans identities on Grindr? No, I did not. You didn't know that. Well, we're going to talk about it. (laughs) Okay. And, uh, you know, see people's uh, reactions.
1: Each Thursday, a new issue of View Weekly awaits you at your favorite newsstand, be it on the street or on the web at viewweekly.com. And while you're thinking about that... Think about this. Through thoughtful and intelligent journalism, View covers topics too often ignored, marginalized, or misrepresented by the mainstream. View Weekly, free press in the truest sense. As in, you don't have to pay for it.
0: Girl, it's your time. Don't ever, ever change your mind, cause you're mine. This is Vivek Shreya, author of Even This Page is White and She of the Mountains, and one half of the music duo Two Attached. You're listening to Gaywire on CJSR. I'm never gonna hide you, never gonna fight you again. Not for any mayor. Hey, we're back with Gaywire. Hi. Hey, JD. I'll sit up. <laughs> Your posture can be heard, it's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we're starting off the show by talking about, you know, the top news stories of 2017. And this was all inspired admittedly uh, by an article in the Edmonton Journal uh, that was written by Chris Wells, who is a Assistant Professor in the Faculty of Education and the Director, at uh, the Faculty Director for the Institute of Sexual Minority Studies and Services here at the University of Alberta. Um, so, obviously, everyone's going to have different opinions on what, say, the top 10 stories for uh, LGBTQ stories of the year should be. Uh, are there a couple that you agree with on this list?
1: Well, I think that, I, think that, I mean, I agree with all, all of them. They're all um, important <laughs> things that happened. It's, it's um, Canadian-focused, which makes it more good news stories. And if it was international, then it would be a lot more depressing. Hmm. Um, I try not to think about
0: American Well there's some right positive ones like, so I, I I went through our as I said I went through our sort of episodes for the, over the past year mm-hmm. to try to remember and there are some positive ones that came out of the U- US let me give you one uh, that Danica Rome made history uh, when she became Virginia's first openly transgender elected official and I don't know if our listeners remember that she's also like into metal and um, is very funny because as she said her opponent who portrayed himself as or said that he was like the biggest homophobe in virginia proudly um and she beat him and she said that he lost because he spent the campaign focusing on her gender uh, mm-hmm. identity and expression while she focused on roads and infrastructure so she's really funny i didn't yeah. t- i didn't tell her the way she tells it is funny. yeah really. i've seen that quote yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, yeah, so, one, so one good thing happened in the United States. Yeah, and uh, so there you go. Um, but anyway, so the the ones that are brought up in this article are things like the yeah. first one would be Canada's LGBTQS apology. Yeah, where it's pretty significant. Prime Minister Trudeau. But as you were saying, like, you know, there's, some, there's a lot of criticism against it, a lot of things that we've talked about, but you brought up another way of sort of uh, another angle that is going to be problematic in the future.
1: Well, the apology, I think, is good all around. I mean, it's about time, but the... The pardon, the retroactive pardon, which they, I guess all pardons are retroactive, aren't they? The pardon itself, which they haven't said how they're going to implement that, that's, I mean, it raises some questions, right? Because mm-hmm. in the past, legally, at, at certain points in history, there was no distinction between case X and... Uh, sexual assault of a minor
0: mm-hmm.
1: well what we would call that today I mean it wasn't called the same back then it was just, they were just both sodomy
0: yeah there's a whole like the definition of sodomy has changed based yeah. on what society wanted to focus on so the pardon's time. gonna
1: have to require I, I mean I would assume looking at each case individually and I don't know if everybody's gonna one want that I mean I can't say because I don't I've fortunately (laughs) grown up after it was Mm -hmm. legalized, so I'm not facing a pardon. But, I mean, everyone's going to have to – anybody that's been charged with that is going to have their history looked into and then determine, oh, you did this, so you'll get a pardon, but you did this, so you won't get a pardon. Uh, And there's people – there's bound to be people who, you know, probably have – married someone of the opposite sex and their partner does not know Yeah that, that's a really good point that um mm-hmm. what they did in the past and now they're gonna what get a letter from <laughs> Justin Trudeau saying, Hey, I forgive you for uh having sex in the bathhouse.
0: Yeah. And uh, it's not bad anymore, you can do it again. Yeah, and he's like
1: go. Yeah. Uh I mean it's 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 not a it's not a bad sentiment, but there's some definitely some legal implications there that they're gonna have to work out. And I mean they said they, when they announced there'd be pardons they said that we don't know how we're gonna proceed with this and uh, said so I don't know if they have a plan
0: yeah that is I mean that's super tricky because you're right pardons I mean they is there are there other examples that I don't even know think of in the top of my head in Canadian history where there's been like a mass pardon like that
1: uh, no but there's examples I mean even right now um, some ca- some cases where people have pr- the government's proposed oh we should pardon you know this person for mm-hmm. uh, a crime, and their supporters said, you know what, don't pardon them, because if you pardon them, then it brushes under the carpet that the law was unjust in the past. Mm-hmm. And you're saying, yeah. that they, you know, okay, they didn't do anything wrong, it's all good now. Right? Um, I mean, the classic example, right, Louis Riel, the government saying, oh, we should pardon him, but a lot of Métis people are saying, well, no, you, mm-hmm. you assa- basically assassinated him legally, Um, or illegally and uh, you don't just pardon someone and say okay all good now
0: no that's totally fair
1: the the law was unjust back then and people suffered for it and uh, I
0: mean I can see in the cases of living people Mm -hmm. well that's coming up too right I mean like it's all connected because it's coming up in terms of marijuana yeah yeah, and so gotcha. that, like, it, with the Louis Riel example that you're like, he's, yes, he's, he's, the, he's, he's, so, he's dead he's enough dead, that he can't yeah. apply, he's, it's not, <laughs> he, When he applies for a job, yeah,
1: yeah, it, well, he's mm-hmm. not, yeah. yeah. But if you, if you have a criminal record and you're alive and you apply for a job, then yeah. that becomes an issue.
0: Yeah, Absolutely and I mean like and it was I mean it's being like the the, I bring up the marijuana thing because we're talking about it right now you know um, in all of our communities but also because it's being directly compared to the apology Mm. Um, and I've heard it many times over the past week even because we're getting closer and closer to the end because it was legalized in California so there's all these discussions and people are saying well you pardoned the gay people or you're going to pardon the gay people, so why wouldn't you pardon like society's values change and all this sort of stuff? So I agree, it's super tricky, especially if you're you're trying to maintain Yeah, but he's not gonna apologize for the marijuana law. That's
1: true. <laughs> I mean he said the law yeah. laws against gay sex were uh what, I can't remember what word he used—immoral or unethical or unjust—but mm-hmm. the government is not in our lifetime going to say our marijuana law was unethical. That's true. I mean, say, yeah, that's they'll say, true. They'll that's say a we, huge cha- part of it, we yeah. changed, but I mean, look at how—I mean, they decriminalized gay sex in what '69, mm-hmm. and so. You do the math. <laughs> <laughs> I put it on the show to do math. It took them
0: almost 50 years. Almost 50
1: years yeah. to apologize for that. Yeah. So maybe they'll apologize for the marijuana law. But they in also like years. not
0: to get like technical. But the way in which they they didn't. After 69, they were still arresting people, and that's when we have the majority of our bathhouse, our huge bathhouse raids, and they were doing it under other laws. So, they were doing it under body house, like, they were doing it under liquor license laws to, like, you know, get people any way they could. So, even though they were still, like, and it, Mm -hmm. so they were still arresting people after the fact for other ways of, like, criminalizing gay sex, whether it be in a yeah. p- private bathhouse or, like, in a public park or whatever it is. It
1: wasn't so much that the gay sex was illegal, it was just that being gay was still illegal.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
1: they would get you anywhere they could. Yeah. So it was being found in a common body house. Didn't mm-hmm. matter what you were doing. Um, just being there. Because you were gay.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. Is there going to be an apology for that? Because those people were not found guilty under... The anti
0: sodomy law. Exactly. So I don't know if they're included. Ins, yeah. Yeah. And um, they were like they got they got the apology, like the Toronto Police Force apologized for the nineteen eighty two bathhouse raids. Mm-hmm. So they got the apology, but there's no recourse for anybody who right. um was charged and like it did those those raids had a huge impact on people's lives like people died they and put were, their
1: names in the paper yeah
0: exactly and this, so if you were married like that your life could you were be, and you could be yeah. fired yeah and a lot of people uh you know completed suicide and that sort of thing because mm-hmm. of the shame and ostracization that was attached to it so yeah i mean those are all interesting questions so i like, apologize for that too yeah <laughs> But that's just it. Like they can, like this apology is sort of being presented as the news story for the gay community of 2017, and it is. Um, and I think it does what a lot of apologies do, which is. Uh, it absolves the government of a lot of things. Yeah, that's what And now we have all for. these questions about what's under that apology and what's included, and there aren't answers. They didn't have a plan in that moment for how they're actually going to pardon people. No, but they had to so. do
1: it because they lost the class action lawsuit. I mean, that's, that's usually when too. apologies yeah. happen. <laughs> yeah. So the people who've been arrested in bathhouses um, started a class action lawsuit against, uh, I guess, what, the municipal police...
0: And it would be the RCMP too or you mean now that they do it
1: yeah it yeah you would have to include class
0: action lawsuit that's how every, you get. every municipal police department they yeah basically have that's how you get stuff done go yeah. to court sorry that's <laughs> 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 our judicial <laughs> system yeah Another big news story (laughs) to switch gears uh, of 2017 was, of course, the uh, bill that put through gender identity and gender expression rights Mm -hmm. into uh, the Canadian Human Rights Code, as well as the hate crimes provisions of the Criminal Code. Yeah, yeah. That's been a lot of tries. That was. That was almost two decades of activism uh, by trans people I know well, that, and the NDP
1: well yeah MPs yeah. In, in government keep putting that forward again and again it kept getting, sometimes it was so close and mm-hmm. um, yeah it shouldn't have been drawn out like that that's I, you like to hope that we're at a point where uh, politicians realize that they want to be on the right side of history for once Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Well, no, and it was blocked, and the Senate was the, uh, in the later Harper years, the Senate was the body that was doing the most blocking Mm -hmm. of it, right? Yeah. Um, And continuing into this sort of round of consultations that they did, um, there were Senate members who who also tried their hardest to block it and brought up all the horrible, horrible counter-arguments against it. Well, abolish the Senate. (laughs) Like asterisks, not the opinion of CJS. <laughs> uh, that's one way to go, and then you'll get all your rights. Just abolish the Senate. If they're not helping,
1: yeah. Although they did propose legalizing marijuana long before the uh, House of Commons did. So.
0: Well, now it's just confusing, JD. I know. We don't know who to support. Uh, coming to Alberta, of course, another top news story would be the legislation that was put through to um, uh, support and make clear sort of mandates around gay straight alliances, um, as well as uh, protections for children mm-hmm. in schools and also staff and their families who are LGBTQ. I'd
1: say that got a more that got more news coverage than the apology. I think. Yeah. Because that dragged that dragged out for a while. You had very strong personalities speaking mm-hmm. on two sides. Like the, There weren't many people speaking out against the apology, but... Yeah, that's the, true. Yeah. On the GSA's issue, you got um, very uh, eloquent speakers like Rachel Notley, uh, Minister uh, Egan... Yeah, uh, who's Minister for,
0: Cortez Vargas. Yes,
1: yeah. yeah. And, yeah. I mean, three openly... I'm sorry, MP. Yeah, yeah three, open, three openly queer... Uh, Members of the legislature, which mm-hmm. is the first time we've ever had anybody in the legislature who can speak as a as a queer person, what this means to them, and then you got the other side, uh, Jason Kenney speaking very vocally against some of the parts of that, uh, that mm-hmm. legislation, and and other members of the opposition. So um, that got m- I think that got more news coverage.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair to say. And I don't know if it's... I mean, certainly in Alberta it did. And I think it did get national coverage as well. Um, Just because Alberta was, like, at the same time at the forefront of this legislation Mm -hmm. while also dragging up all of these, like, arguments that we've heard for so long.
1: Well, it's interesting because it it brought us from being one of the (laughs) back-end provinces, like, Mm -hmm. always catching up, Mm -hmm. like, getting sexual orientation in our human rights code in, what, 2012, mm-hmm. to being actually one of the leaders in this. Yeah. So we've leapfrogged
0: over some other provinces. Yeah, within five years. this, these, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, well, and especially in the last two years. Yeah, for mysterious reasons. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah, no, and certainly, I mean, uh, it, in terms of 2018 provincial politics, um, we're going to see where this goes. There was some discussion of like the curriculum and sex education and all those things. I have no doubt that that's going to come up again in 2018 as, Mm -hmm. as the curriculum continues to be developed. Um, and all that stuff goes through. Uh, so another big issue that I think—I mean—I'm just going through this list in, in non-order—but another big issue, um, of course, and it was coming from uh, 2016, is the discussion of whether police should be mm. in pride parades. I knew so you were going to bring that one up. Sorry. I knew you were gonna bring that one up. Yeah, but it's huge because uh, it is. Toronto Pride uh, voted at their AGM last year in the winter uh, to not have, to basically say yes to all of Black Lives Matters, Black Lives Matters demands, um, uh, and their li- not demands, but their list of, of, of what they want to see happen with Pride, um, and so they voted it in. And they voted to support it, uh, which meant that police weren't um, invited to participate in Toronto's Pride Parade. And the world didn't explode. Like, they got through it. They made it. The Pride Parade went on without police floats. Was Toronto the one where they could march but not in uniform? Uh, I'm not sure about that. So that's what that's what happened. Like every across the country, every city had a different response. remedy. Yeah. yeah. Um, so in Edmonton, I think they were allowed to march, and it was up. At, like they were encouraged no, not to wear their uniform, but some their no tank, and there was no tank, no tank, and I think no cars. Yeah, and they were encouraged. They were encouraged not to wear their uniform. Yes. So I saw an RCMP per, uh, officer in their uniform. I didn't. I was in, in the, the parade, parade, so I didn't see it. Yeah, um, and then like, in, yeah, and so every every place sort of had a different remedy. In some places, like Halifax and Winnipeg, they debated whether um, they would say you could walk, but not in uniform at all. Like we would ban that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. So I think that is a huge um, uh, moment in 2017. That is clearly going to be ongoing because we're going to continue to have these discussions mm-hmm. uh, as the next Pride season comes up, so and all these boards a l- are a
1: lot of debate. Within the queer community, about how to approach this,
0: because mm-hmm. I think, I
1: mean, most people I think would agree that some of these issues is a pretty clear cut. But this, I think, there was a debate within the queer community, and, yeah. how, and it divided us.
0: No, it certainly did, and I think it showed a, it showed a huge division in the community in terms of what pride is about, where mm-hmm. we want the future to go, yeah. why we have pride, why we have a community, and who we should support, right, yeah. and prioritize. Yeah, and I think it was hugely divisive, but I think it showed those old divisions that were coming. That yeah. Were, yeah. Um, so yeah, again, I have no doubt that in 2018 those discussions are going to continue to happen. Come back, and uh, we're going to see what goes forward. But I mean, just to, uh, in that line too, just abolish the to the pride parades. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's <laughs> the thing I was going to say. In the U.S., Los Angeles, who is known around the world for having one of the biggest gay pride mar- parades in the world. Um, Decided to call theirs a march and a protest this year, and not a parade, hmm. uh, which resulted in a lot of corporate sponsors pulling out. Which smart. is yeah, <laughs> smart on both sides. It's like fair enough if you don't want to be part of this political moment, then get out of here, Coke. Um, <laughs> but also uh, that I think obviously the organizers knew that that would be a way to get corporate people out of their pride. Mm-hmm. So who knows if that's a direction other other. Pride festivals will go as well. Um, in terms of things coming up, I mean, there's still outstanding issues. Do any Have you been thinking of any outstanding issues come to mind to put you on the spot? Um, no, because you're putting me on the spot. I don't know what else. <laughs> you yeah, you had some. Give me your list. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's still the blood ban, right? The, the donation yeah. blood ban, that they're still, and I mean, like they're, they're going back and forth. I don't know what the latest promise is in and terms of what they're going to do with it.
1: And doesn't that extend to organ donation too? Because mm-hmm. I remember getting something at work about like, oh, you should donate your organs. And then it's, it's super easy and just follow these questions to find out if you donate your organs. And I went through it thinking like, okay, no, it's going to stay at some point. And I clicked through it. There was nothing about being queer and not being able to donate your organs. Um, Ben said but other cases may apply contact us for more information and I'm like because I I know what the answer is going to be
0: they don't want gay organs well Well, no because that would be for the same like reasons but it should be like definitely underlined that there's no scientific backing anymore for targeting this population we
1: have a we have a a way to test for HIV
0: absolutely and for decades yes, yes. we test um, we test
1: everything for the HIV anyway anyway yeah, don't get me started <laughs> um, but the Oregon thing to go back to that mm-hmm. because that's run provincial so the blood service is federal isn't it it's is coming out of the federal government that's determining it but the Oregon donation system that's provincial isn't okay. it so I, I mean to update that isn't it going to take like all 10 provinces one at a time with Alberta being last to change hmm. their policy, I'm assuming so.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I didn't think of that at all. That that would be part of it as well. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, somebody call in if you know about organ donation. <laughs> I'm sure there's someone that has a lot of very important information. Yeah. Um, so the what it is, what it currently is, is that like the the Liberal government like went back and forth about what they were going to do about it. But what they did was they reduced the ban from mm-hmm. five years to one year, um, and it's still men have to be celibate for that year right? Like you can't that's the ban, you can't have had sex for a year it used to be you can't have had sex for five years Can't
1: you be monogamous for a year? I don't know I think they, we should all Well, I don't know, if you're married then you're probably celibate anyway
0: (laughs) (laughs) Aww, that's what marriage does to the gays and the straights Yeah Um Yeah, so I mean, like, uh, there's a lot of push to. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's it's celibacy, is not monogamy. So it's yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So one year. Uh, So there you go, and I, I don't know. I mean, there's like it's like everything that there's been promises made, and we're just not sure. Like, is it going to be a halfway promise? Will it be six months that you have to be celibate next time, and then you can finally donate blood? You know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's not just gay men who are targeted by this, too. Uh, No, so that's problematic as well, because the way that they define um, trans people Mm -hmm. um, is hugely problematic, and they sort of go by um, people's assigned sex at birth to determine whether or not they're definable as, like, gay. Oh, really? So, yes, it massively uh, um, uh, misrepresents and, like, violates, uh, you know, how the person identifies and... How the person engages sexually as well, right. too, yeah, and who you're having sex with, exactly. too. Yeah. yeah, and how you're having it, like all those things, right? But there's not that nuanced approach to it. It's you're being banned based on your identity.
1: But a woman who has sex with a man who has also also has sex
0: with other men is okay. No, well, they ask you that question. They ask you that. Wow, they ask crazy. you if you've yeah, if you if you have, as a woman have ever had sex with a man who's had sex with a man. Yeah. Don't even know <laughs> You've that. You've never donated <laughs> I no, no. I've never donated blood. And then people sit in the they office and they're blood. like, uh, how am I supposed to know if the people I've had sex with have had sex with people of what gender and all yeah. this kind of, yeah. Well, way to out your partner there. Exactly. hmm Yeah. Um... Yeah, and then just turning like I mean, internationally, of course, uh, in terms of top news stories of 2017, there was Trump's ban on transgender people serving in the military. Well, isn't
1: oh. even a ban? What
0: he just? Oh, no, he he was, just yeah, he, it was nothing real. When you when you tweet something, is it legally binding? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> There's actually a really good podcast about that called Trump Teaches uh, Constitutional Law that answers all of these questions if you want to listen to it. But they did. They had an episode on that. Yeah. Um, But what they were saying, you really learn about the Constitution because you're like, oh my God, this president is violating all of it. So we've got to learn it. But anyway, um, yeah, no, it was non-binding. But, the latest update on it is that a U.S. Um, judge has ruled that the U.S. military must accept trans recruits by January 1st. Um, so they will be able to join the military as of January 1st. This was a federal judge um, who denied a request by President Trump's administration to enforce his ban on transgender troops um, while the government appeals it and, uh, and all of that kind of stuff. So he said, no, I'm not going to let you block it while you appeal it. Good. So there you go. Um, The administration has argued that the January 1st deadline is problematic because tens of thousands of personnel would have to be trained on the medical standards needed to process transgender applicants, and the military was not ready for that. Um,
1: Right, because his rationale is that it's a distraction and that it's whatever... He was
0: Well, and kind of then it costs the military money, gun, med- yeah, money for medical they,
1: services. And they found out it doesn't cost much at
0: all. And they found, which is my most favorite uh, fact of 2017, is that they found that things for erectile, dif- like medication Christ. treatment for erectile dysfunction in the military cost more than transgender health needs. There you go. So that really tells you whose <sighs> sexual and gender life is prioritized. <laughs> uh... Yeah, and I mean, uh, I guess those are, I mean, those are sort of the the three huge ones that pop out uh, in Canada um, are the trans rights, the apology, and then um, Alberta school policy. Um, Yeah, what was I going to say about that. There's also things like, if we go way international, that Australia finally legalized same-sex marriage. (laughs) Yeah. That was drawn out. That took a referendum. Well, it was a non binding referendum, which was the most ridiculous yeah. thing. Right. So they it was essentially the government saying, like, we want to know what the people think before we do anything on this, but what the people think doesn't obligate us to do oblige right. us to do anything. Um, which was effectively like, if you go if you say no to same sex marriage, we can blame it on the public. If you yeah. say yes, we can take credit for putting it through Right, it's what
1: Ireland did too. I
0: mean, it's a it's a
1: easy way to legislate something that you know that at some point you'll be constitutionally obliged to do hmm. but without having to you know without having to get any blame for it
0: yeah no. in Canada we just blame the courts yeah. <laughs> no it's absolutely true uh yeah so unless any other news stories pop into mind that you really thought were important last year I think that rounds out our list
1: um yeah
0: yeah yeah i think we'll in 2018 as i said i think we'll continue to sort of try to deal with and figure out what happens after the apology um there'll be ongoing discussions about police and pride and there's going to be continued sort of pushback against um the blood ban uh that is going on so yeah we'll be here to to bring you through it all as we head into the new year
1: I love you. You are so welcomed here. You know, we as gay people, we get to choose our family. We get to choose the people we're around. I am your family. We are family here. RuPaul Charles.
0: Brenda, I'm at the Tickle Trunk at 9923, 82 Avenue, and you're listening to Gaywire. Hey there, we are Gaywire. Hi. I never said who I am. I'm Alexa. Just all about JD today. Everybody knows. Yeah. Everybody, everybody <laughs> who's listening knows who you are. Yeah. Uh, so as you brought up in the break, there we have only focused on the political news stories of 2017. That's why you're desperately needed on this show. It's because I forgot all the pop culture stuff. <laughs> you're yeah. That's the wrong person. I don't. But you know, like films and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. 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 I I, re- I do read Perez Hilton's gay 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 blog. Okay. Yeah. So I don't, but it's mostly who's dating who. So I don't know if that's
0: because he really. All I know about Perez Hilton is he really took like a turn when there was all that stuff about bullying and gay kids.
1: (laughs) And you realized he's the biggest bully in America.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So is there any juicy gossip off that? Um. Well, Dustin Lance Black didn't he
1: get married to that little diver guy? (laughs) Um, what was his name? You know, the Olympic diver. The British guy? Is he British? I don't okay, know. Okay, well, that shows how much I know about sports. You need to bring somebody else on this show. Who's, who's the first guy? Tom, is it Tom Daly? It's Tom Daly. Tom I was going to say Tom Brady, but he's a Daley. football player. Oh, Tom look, Daley. husband comes up. It's yeah. not
0: Tom Brady. Tom Daly. Uh, yes, it's that's Dustin fantasy Lance Black. That is is that I have like, mm-hmm. Tom Daly and Tom Brady. Yeah. No, I'm sure that exists somewhere.
1: <laughs> um...
0: Yeah, no, yeah you, you're right. 20-year yeah, difference, right? Rate. And he's a diver. 20-year yeah. difference. Isn't there a 20 Oh, year? that is the British guy. Look at yeah. his face. Yeah, and it says the 42-year-old uh, American and how old is Tom Daly? I don't know. Like 20-something. There you go. I give it four years. Okay, if that's an official prediction.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We should have a running... Uh, <laughs> like a board of gay relationships let's, let's that have worked take, out. Let's take some bets on that. <laughs> Call in with how long you think that that marriage will last. Yeah. And we'll pay out.
0: In, <laughs> like, gay wire buttons or Basically, something. Basically, yeah. It'll all be. We yeah. Uh, well, there you go. I had no idea. And uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Dustin Lance Black is known for? Writing the um,
1: screenplay to Milk. Mm-hmm. And some other stuff. And he won an Oscar for that,
0: right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. So there you go. Yeah. He won an Oscar before Sam Smith said that no gay man has ever won an Oscar.
0: (laughs) Just so people are aware. I know. That really irks you. We were trying to figure out.
1: (laughs) Just so people are aware, Sam Smith is not an authoritative figure on gay history.
0: I feel like the last, like one of the times you were on the show, we talked about that exact topic. No. No. No, I've just probably had a, a rant time. about it
1: while we were drinking,
0: <laughs> I'm sure. Um, but that's yeah, true, so that's because what that gets at is, like, a complete misunderstanding of the fact that, like, so many people involved in Hollywood are gay. They just weren't out, and they won Oscars. Yeah,
1: no, but, I mean, Elton John won an Oscar. Yeah, that's true, too. Uh,
0: Melissa Etheridge won an Oscar. I mean, oh, yeah. I see
1: he maybe said gay man, but still, way to minimize uh, mm-hmm. lesbians. Yeah, um, yeah, no, it just goes to show that, you, you know, yeah. You have to know like your Your history if
0: you're going to be an ambassador for the community know a little something about what you're talking well and if you're going to claim to like be living in a historical moment you should know that that whether or not it's true yeah but speaking of actual historical moments in 2017 moonlight was the first like gay focused film to win best oscar i'm thinking I'm thinking has there been any other <laughs> no because Brokeback Mountain didn't win no Uh, even though people what did win that year was it Crash or something like that like people the movie no, that no one remembers
1: Um, I'm trying to think there must be there must be
0: another I, mean, I can I like, can believe like, focused on gay content yeah uh, ga- gay content gay content yeah and people of color that's,
1: yeah that was yeah. that's even bigger
0: yeah that was and it's like yeah it's a it's
1: I mean, um, yeah, you're probably right. I, I, I can, mean, that's I, what they—that's what they were saying officially. Internet. I'm trying to twist some movie into being um, secretly gay, um, like Avatar.
0: <laughs> 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 Let's see. Never, I've never seen that. Oh, uh, uh, like <laughs> I find it painful. You um, don't like? Okay. No. But there's—is there actual gay no undertones? no? Is it the
1: they they definitely stand in for indigenous people. It's pretty transparent. Um, I have heard that the the but noble savage mm-hmm. types who need to be saved
0: by a white messiah. But we're getting way off topic. <laughs> the point is, it was a good year in that moonlight one, and it yes, deserved to it.
1: a quality movie that yes.
0: isn't uh,
1: racist. Um, yeah, or or homophobic. <laughs>
0: Good. It's true.
1: There you go. So so now the it's now next year it can be whatever crap James Cameron comes up with. <laughs> Titanic will Titanic two. Yeah, will, it is. It is the, the, the like twentieth anniversary. The rethinking will win the Oscar
0: <laughs> um, because we've you know we've checked two boxes. That's true, but they are saying, and you said you haven't seen this movie that everyone's talking about. Call me by your name. Um, which got a lot of acclaim at Sundance and is like apparently it's a true story, might isn't it? come up for Oscar buzz um, it is what is it based on it's an adaptation of the 2007 Andre Ackerman novel okay. um, that is a, apparently a classic in gay literature um, I thought it was ba- is it based on true real people no. Um, it doesn't say that specifically. Okay, here. Then I don't know what I'm talking about. It does say, however, that it uh, it explores the secrets of youth, the magic of summer and the beauty of Italy. This is all being written by Vanity Fair. So that's that's what you're getting there. Wasn't there a gay biopic that just came out? I don't know. We'll have to research
1: when that. I think for about next Milk.
0: Time. <laughs> Milk didn't win Best Picture. No, but it won, like, Best Screenplay or and whatever it was. Yeah. For a, hetero, a heterosexual play. Yeah, because he gave his that. speech and all yeah. this. Yeah. Uh Okay, no more to bother. And because there's been... And another thing that we often talk about is that like it's often that a cis white man will win for playing a trans or gay person right so uh, that's a huge we can look forward to that this year I don't know if there's any uh, featured films that have trans people or storylines in them uh, this year that are up for Oscars at all there was a Uh,
1: okay groundbreaking a TV show that had a gay couple and they were both oh Star Trek Discovery (laughs) The gay couple. So that's groundbreaking. One, there's a gay person on Star Trek. And We've been been waiting 50 years for that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So yeah, all the gay characters in Battlestar Galactica were bad. Spoiler alert. They're (laughs) all bad and they all died. But in Discovery, there's a gay couple and they're both played by two gay actors, which I don't think... I can't... I was just trying to think of this. When have two gay actors played a couple on TV? It's almost always you have to have one straight person. Yeah, like Modern Family, one of them's straight. Yeah, Will and Grace, Will was straight. Yeah. Um, They always have... I'm trying to think now, too. a, A straight actor
0: just to make it more palatable for the
1: audience that they don't you know they don't
0: think okay when the show's over they're not doing things that I don't want to think about. Yeah, and that like when they're kissing the one time they do they're not they're into not it. enjoying it. <laughs> yeah. Only one of them is enjoying it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly.
1: And he's you know goes home dejected, spurned and lives yeah. as a miserable homosexual.
0: But I I I never I don't watch Modern Family anymore cuz it's just so like the same episode every time. Yeah. Uh but I was, you know, going through and I noticed that on one of the episodes uh that cam and mitchell actually kiss in a way that's not just like a peck like like, mitchell jumps on him and like kisses him and it's this thing right and they actually like express sexuality so that was the first time i ever saw that on that show because it's always been muted (laughs) yeah it it was always and they're very like antagonistic to each other like Mm -hmm. they don't like each other yeah but anyway yeah uh so that's So the yeah, so that's that's big story. <laughs> Starfleet Discovery. But maybe I imagine um that you will watch the Call Me by Your Name and then come back yeah, with probably. a full report. Is it out? It's uh You're plugging it and you don't I feel like you should know this. Yeah, everyone's I saying know I feel it like is. it was at Metro. It's maybe
1: coming up. Okay.
0: Shit. I should know that. <laughs> uh all right. well, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Okay. So in other news uh, that I wanted to pass by you actually I mean the the grinder thing is like, okay, that's what? fair. Well just that they're allowing for trans identification on Grindr now. Do you think that's gonna change the regular the horrible no, situation gonna, that is grinder? I think it's gonna uh,
1: I don't know. I mean it's good that it's open, but people on there are not open. Well, some people are. But there's going to be people putting even worse things in their profiles now. Uh,
0: Yeah, because now they put absolutely racist things. Like, they won't date people of certain races. They put, like, phobic things. And and people have also always put transphobic things. Um, But
1: now, like, I've learned all kinds of ways of saying horrible things (laughs) about trans people from online dating profiles. It's gross. So, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. Maybe
0: exposure is good. Well, it says now. So people, I guess, beforehand, you could only say he, him, or she, her, and now you can say they or them, and you can also indicate woman, trans woman, non-binary, non-conforming, and queer for your gender identity. Good. Yeah. Are there many like female-identified people that are on Grinder? I'm not on Grinder, so I don't know. Oh, okay. Oh, why well, you assume that all gay men <laughs> are on Grinder? <laughs> That's but there's fair.
1: We could say douchebags of Grinder. Look it up. Yeah, it has screenshots of awful profiles. Those people are probably just, they're. I don't know. I would like to think that they are not representative of, of all gay men. Yeah, but we're that... we're not all putting that stuff in our profiles.
0: Is there any kind of like? I mean, if there are, and you don't have to say any of this, but Meh. there are many different gay dating and sex apps. So are some of them like? Can you go there and it's slightly less horrible? Like Grindr is notorious for being extremely shallow, isn't it?
1: Yes That said I mean that You almost have to put A face picture on people, I think Like to think that People are less likely To say something bad If their face is on it That's interesting If you go to an app Where it's just All private parts mm-hmm. People will be very blunt
0: Hmm
1: Okay But that said No you, I mean Yeah I also see more people Putting in their profiles Don't contact me If you have racist stuff In your profile Oh. It is changing. That's good. I've seen that in multiple profiles. hmm Yeah. So, grinder. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, they're open to it. Who knows if it'll change. We have eight minutes left, and I wanted to bring this final news item to you to get your your opinion so I'm just going to read out these blurbs from this article and you can tell me how it makes you feel okay so there are reports that there is a not reports it's true there's a group that has formed in the United States called Trigger Warning Queers and Trans Gun Club have you heard of this no yeah What is the name alone is amazing thanks for asking members of Trigger Warning meet once a month to shoot still targets and saucer shaped pigeons And that currently there are 18 uh, members who pay dues and they are all LGBTQ and many are just learning about guns. So the group's creation this past winter came amid a year marked by politically triggered, sorry, politically tinged violence ranging from scuffles at protests to the violent clash of white supremacists and counter protester in Charlottesville, Virginia. Uh, So trigger warning members... um, have said that they are anxious uh, about armed and organized extremists who seem increasingly emboldened. And the response has been to launch a, sim- a symmetry to it. They started a club to teach members how to take up arms. Oh, uh, Jake Allen, who is one of the people that helped form the group, said, quote, it's a way to assert our strength. Often, queer people are taught are, are mm-hmm. thought of as being weak, as being defenseless. And I think in many ways, this pushes back against that. And I want white supremacists and neo-Nazis to know that queer people are are taking steps necessary to protect themselves so so their response to other people being armed is to also get guns yeah so this is what I'm, i that, mean that would
1: yeah. be an american response yeah right uh, other countries the response would be to
0: disarm the first group right but that's like we're so beyond that possibility uh, in american in States, politics yeah yeah um yeah They also said, I mean, to put it in perspective, the National African American Gun Association gained 500 new members within two days of Charlottesville. Oh, wow. Um, Association President Philip Smith said the group went from four chapters to 45 in the past year. The Liberal Gun Club, a national organization, has seen its paid memberships roughly double since since the election Mm -hmm. to 5,000 members. Um, yeah, and there's a whole bunch of other sort of yeah. groups that are popping up, including well, other queer gun groups across the yeah. country. Well,
1: if everybody has a gun, no one mm-hmm. will get
0: shot. There you go. <laughs> so. That's the logic, right? Yeah. Do you, did you watch the uh, American version of Queer's Folk? No. What the? How did you not? Anyway, one of the storylines. I, I didn't have a TV then. Oh, I gotta just. I, I saw
1: the first episode and didn't like it. Oh, sorry. I thought it was like. It gets really, in I thought it was really essentialist like this yeah, is, this is what a gay man is in the
0: 90s yeah yes. in the late 90s um, yes. but one of the storylines is that the oh my god Justin like the young guy um, goes through like a political awakening and eventually joins like a vigilante gay group where they go and like you know uh, initially, they're sort of like defending themselves mm-hmm. against bashers, and then they go provoke them, and then there's guns, and everything's very dramatic. Oh, wow! Yeah, um, to give that away did, that storyline from twelve did that years ago. The British version? I don't, I don't know. I never watched. <laughs> that. I didn't watch the full British version. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it does. It, like it is. It's like a huge. You know, I don't know if they. F- if this is like. Giving them some sort it's just, it is very uncomfortable. Well, fighting back is important.
1: And I mean, if they're right
0: that, you know, we're taught to
1: not fight back.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we're taught. Yeah, absolutely. As a community, I think, yeah, we're taught mm-hmm. to sort of like take it to do the civil quote unquote call route. Call the police. To call your MLA.
1: Call, the, call your MLA. Call yeah. the
0: police. And, you know, you get a parade once a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean there is like obviously there's a hi- there's a history of not letting marginalized people have guns, right? And defend themselves. I mean that's mm-hmm. a huge part and and the Black Panthers knew that as well too, right? So anyway, I just thought I'd put that out there. There's that possibility. Who knows if they're coming to Well, they're,
1: are they all just gay white men though? No, uh, cuz
0: that's a lot it's of them were, uh, for them to get female guns. identified or Okay. Yeah. Which goes along with like ideas of masculinity too and stuff, I think. So hmm. Yeah.